0: Hi, you're listening to WRBA Radio 883 FM. This is your host of Dinner Party, Chef Amy Sins. And today, joining me, I have my friend Chef Ryan Cascio with uh, Cajun House Catering. And I am so uh, that Chef Ryan was able to join us. He and I have had some good times cooking and watching cooking, and I'm glad to uh, get him on the show and finally talk to him a little bit. How are you doing today, Chef?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me.
0: I, You know, I look back on the first time I got to meet you, and that was at the Navy cook-off there for Navy Week, and you were You were partnered with a sailor and I'll never forget it was windy, it was a beautiful sunny day and you were cooking on the big cast iron skillet and getting uh, blackening some fish what's it like to cook in those kinds of crazy conditions.
1: Uh, It can be challenging to say the least, Um, but it was fun. I really enjoyed that competition. Um, That was really one of the first competitions I have done since becoming a professional chef. I've kind of, in the past, I've always shied away from the competitions.
0: Well, why is that? Is it just because you don't have anything to prove? or? (laughs) No,
1: it was more about... um, I kind of didn't really live the chef's culinary life. I had my restaurant, I did a ton of catering, but I had kids and as a single dad, I kind of lived my life through my kids. And now that they grown, now I just wanted to see where I stack up against some of the better chefs in New Orleans and around Louisiana.
0: Well, in that particular competition, you came in second place. It was pretty awesome. I remember the um, the massive portion size, and I kept telling the, the judges, I was like, y'all, I know you like this one, but you have nine other dishes you have to eat, and they kept <laughs> going, but it's so good.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: you know i, w- I wanted well, to make
1: sure the dish was done perfectly so i didn't want to give them a half a portion or so it was, you know that was more about just having making sure the presentation was right
0: well so let's talk a little bit because you said you've had you know a restaurant you've had your catering you've started to take your talents to the next level doing a little bit of competition but you decided you wanted to cook at a really young age Yes. It was uh,
1: about seven years old. Uh, I've always been interested in cooking. Every time my mama cooked, I was always under her feet watching and learning and asking questions. And my mom and dad both are really good cooks. They've never done anything professionally. But I questioned her and was questioning her all the time. Why you do this? Why you do this? Why you do this? So at the age of seven, she told me, she says, you know what? You're cooking today. And I cooked the meal for my mom and dad and my brothers and from that i just found my love of cooking and i've been doing it ever since you know i would cook dinner a couple times a week for my parents and just i knew when i graduated high school i went straight into culinary school and i knew that's what i have wanted to be
0: do you think it's something that is instilled in us growing up in south louisiana to fall in love with food and cooking and what is it about cooking that kind of gets you so excited and makes you want to keep going
1: it's more about seeing people's face when they taste something that you created for the first time um it's not all about the praise because i i'm not worried about that because i know you know the dish is great but when you see somebody take that first bite of your dish and you can you can actually see the wheel turn in their head just trying to figure out oh wow this is this this is different how you how he did that um that's kind of what motivates me
0: and did you ever you know starting out as a kid was there there's some dish that gave you that first moment that you were looking for that first look on someone's face when you said, yeah, I got this.
1: Well, back when I was in high school, I used to bake and do a lot of pastries and everything else. And I would actually bring cakes and different pastries to school. Um and my class for my classmates, I would do that maybe once a week. And just even back then, I was still you know just with, with the classmates um and i remember one time it was before i got into culinary school and you know i think i was i must have been a junior in high school and a bunch of uh all the friends came over because my my parents house was where everybody hung out um and then of course everybody got hungry so i started pulling things out the cabinet and i came up with a pasta dish and everybody thought that was the best thing they ever ate and um you know from from then on i i just knew where i was destined to go
0: now you went straight from high school to culinary school what was that transition like whenever you went from you know high school is a different is a whole different world and then you moved into that uh, culinary school program
1: um for me um i never really liked high school I liked all of the social things that went along with it, but as far as the schooling itself, I was—I don't know—I guess I was bored. You know, I wasn't passionate about all of the bookwork and all that. I mean, I made honor roll. I was in—I had good, great, great grades, but it just wasn't for me. When I went into culinary school and started doing something that I really enjoyed, uh, is when I started to really excel. And I loved going to culinary school. Um, I went to Delgado. Uh, right here in New Orleans. And for me, that was probably the best fit for me. And um, because they teach everything there. Uh, You know, it's a very well-rounded school. And you also have to carry a a -a 40-hour-a-week job in order to graduate because you need, I think, it's 6,000 hours of supervised work experience.
0: So for you know, parents out there who have seen their kids start to fall in love with cooking and and kind of get excited about seeing the faces on people when they prepare meals. What advice do you have to help, uh, or for parents to help them kind of cultivate that in their kids or to keep that enthusiasm going?
1: I would say for the, for the parents, don't stymie their enthusiasm if the kids are under your feet while you're cooking let them join in um i have two grandbabies right now and one of them's two years old one of them's eight years old and they love to watch Paw cook and so i involve them in everything whether it's letting them stir a pot or whether it's sitting on the counter while i'm making something you know, having them make cookies with me and stuff like that, and that's that's the true joy of you know just passing things down. You know, both of my kids know how to cook and are very well, you know, very good in the kitchen, um, just because I involve them their whole life in cooking. You know, um, so just kind of if if you have a child that's interested in cooking help them uh you know push them that way show them everything uh, and you're gonna be surprised
0: and i feel like uh you know my nieces and nephews who have shown an interest in cooking and understanding the ingredients and uh you know i'll take them out with me and we'll uh forage for things and i taught them to eat how to break down and eat a thistle and i find that kids who are a part of that process seem to be more likely to eat things that once they understand them.
1: Oh, absolutely. 100%, you know, and I find my son was always a very, very picky eater. But when I had him cook things, he would try a lot more things. And then he's seeing that, oh, this is very good. Oh, I like this you know and so instead of eating pizza and chicken nuggets all the time he started to cook his own things and and it really broadened his palate
0: well i know as a chef and as a parent uh local ingredients are, are very important to you and you've done a lot of work with louisiana seafood you know how, how has your commitment to local products kind of influenced your dishes and and how you how you approach what you're making
1: well i look at it this way we live in the best spot in the world we have the the best seafood around we have access to tons of fresh herbs fresh groceries uh and meats and everything else um and i so i look at all of that and try to i i come up with dishes with all of that because the natural flavors that they have in this area or region that we live in it just can't be beat
0: what's your favorite louisiana seafood ingredient to cook with
1: oh it's a cross between crab meat and crawfish um crab meat because there's so many things you can do with it um and just come up with different dishes and it it just goes it pairs so well with everything same thing with crawfish i've experimented and done a ton of different crawfish dishes and louisiana crawfish tails the 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 flavor just it pairs with almost any vegetable um you know one of my favorite is i do a crawfish and auto choke stuff pasta shell um Mm. that is just amazing and i put a roasted red pepper sauce over the top it's it's phenomenal
0: so let's talk a little bit about some of your dishes uh dishes that people get at cajun house catering or uh, at special events that you do what are some things that you would say these these are me on a plate this is the food of love um one of, well
1: the biggest thing that we're known for at Cajun House is I have a roasted red pepper dressing that people will drink this um the public has renamed it o m g sauce and that is kind okay. of what, that is what we have it listed on as a, on our menu um and it's an all purpose sauce it, you it's a salad dressing it's a dip I can even heat it up and put it on uh things and people really go crazy over the over this dressing Um, and also as our soups I do a ton of different cream-based soups and the crazier the soup is the more we sell Um, when one of our most popular soups right now is a stuffed bell pepper bisque where I take stuffed bell peppers uh, with the shrimp and the rice and the ground meat and I chop it all up and I make a cream soup with it um when I make that soup I guarantee we sell in the whole 5 gallon pot in a day.
0: And you know I think that's so neat one because you're introducing flavors that are familiar in a in a different way but also it's it's not like it's cold down here in South Louisiana so the fact that people are embracing soup is is pretty cool. Are are you finding that people from Louisiana we just eat what's good? It it doesn't really Absolutely. matter. To them?
1: Absolutely. We sell I sell more soup in the summer than I do in the winter. It, and crazy <laughs> as that sounds, but in this region, Abyss, even though it's a cream-based soup, it's a lighter, it's not as heavy as eating a meal. So I find a lot of them here come in and they'll get a soup and salad because it's it's just not as heavy on them. And really nobody really wants to eat a big heavy meal in hundred degree weather. You know, <laughs> um now my gumbos during the winter time, uh we can't I can't make enough gumbo. Um, but in the summertime it's the soups.
0: Well so whenever you are developing these ideas for these new dishes and like the roasted red pepper dressing did that was it because you just had leftovers one day and you started to get creative or did did you you know scour cookbooks for ideas that where uh, is it coming from
1: i really don't do cookbooks um to be honest i have a lot of sleepless nights and when i'm lying in bed different food things come into mind and people think i'm crazy but ideas will pop into my head and i go into work the next day and i create it and then i tweak it and then let everybody try it and um the roasted red pepper dressing that's kind of where that came from um i was trying to come up and i did this oh 25 26 years ago um i was just coming up trying to come up with a different dressing uh, we had a bunch of ro- uh, red bell peppers, so I roasted them and came up with this dressing, and it just it took off, you know. And
0: it's so exciting as a chef. Whenever you you have that one thing, you know. I imagine there are days you're you're saying, "Oh, I have to make the dressing again." Oh, I'm always making the dressing, but then there are days you're you're saying. Man, I, this one's just a real winner.
1: <laughs> we we make, I make it about a 10 gallon batch. So when we making it I'm making 10 gallons of this at a time and we're probably doing that two to three times a week right now. Um, You know, and like I said, I would rather be making it than sitting there wondering why I don't have to make it, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, I just states that, you know, we're staying busy and we're doing a product that people really love.
0: Well, you know, over you've had a a pretty amazing career and you've been able to balance, you know, food and family and difficulties and challenges and wins, you know, it's, it's that circle of life, you know, when, what has been the most challenging time for you in this industry?
1: Um, probably COVID by far. Um, during right before COVID hit, my son, my oldest son, was diagnosed with brain cancer. And we, I was basically living in Houston, Texas, running my restaurant remotely, and COVID hit and pretty much shut us down. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to keep the restaurant going on top of being away. You know, and luckily my uh, oldest daughter stepped up and she ran the restaurant for me or what, were, what was left of the restaurant because we could only do takeout for a while, um, you know, and that was really the most challenging time. It really made me question whether or not I wanted to keep doing this, um, you know, because, of course, nobody made money during COVID. Um, but i was able to retain all of my staff um and you know by the grace of god we made through we made made it through and my son is in total remission and he beat brain cancer and my daughter moved on to the new restaurant with me and she's my front of the house manager and you know i refound my passion for for food and for cooking and I think it really shows in our new place.
0: Oh, that that's amazing. I, you know, I feel like there that support of family and friends and the community that, that came back, that had to have really helped to turn that corner.
1: Absolutely. I have to give a lot of credit to my wife. Um, she was kind of my rock. When I lost Hope, um, she really wasn't involved with my other restaurant um, that I lost in Hurricane Ida. That's why we had to move locations. Um, She wasn't involved into that place uh, because I had that before we were together. And our new place, the Cajun House, uh, she's the owner of it. Uh, you know, she does all of the business stuff and allow, and has taken all of that off of my plate and allows me to just be in the kitchen and do what I love, um, you know, and not have to worry about all of the book work and all of the, the stuff that I hate to do. Uh, so it, it it's excited my creativity. And we've been coming up, you know, I experiment on a daily basis now and come up with new dishes and new things and Getting into the different competitions and just, you know, exploring totally new things.
0: And there's something to be said about when you refind your passion and you have the freedom to enjoy that again because you have such a great support system. I really think the food tastes better. Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. You know, um, Because I always say that the number one ingredient in all of my dishes is love. You know, I did not go into the restaurant business because I thought it was a good idea. You know, I truly have a passion for food and for creating new things. And, you know, this is me. I'm about just I love food. I can talk about it all day. I can cook it all day. That's just who I am
0: well with with this property and knowing that you know you have your wife helping this is truly a family business you're re-inspired when a, a guest visits your restaurant what kind of experience do you want them to have
1: i want them to feel like they are eating at my dining room table in my house i want them to leave here uh with a smile on their face being part of my family and can't wait to go back. Um, You know, uh, for me and my wife would disagree, but it's not about the money. It's not about, uh, you know, what we make, how much we do, any of that. It's all about my customers and trying to make sure that they have the best experience possible.
0: And it seems like you're doing a lot of things to, to really pull those customers in and to, to, to be truly a part of the local community. I know you'll have um, some special events coming up and special days of the week that bring people together. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about some of the stuff you'll have happening?
1: Sure. So first of all, we started a, um, the community at it, so I started a bike night which turned into a bike and cruiser night. So we have a lot of motorcycles come, we have a ton of classic cars come, we have a Corvette group that comes. Uh, We do that the first Wednesday of every month at five o'clock. Well, in addition to that, there is no barbecue in the area. So I do barbecue on that day. So I slow cook my briskets, you know, for hours and I have barbecue ribs and half a chicken. And I do the full barbecue menu on that day. And a lot of people wanna come in to see the cars, but a lot of people coming in just for the barbecue. Um, on top of that, this coming, uh, well, on March 25th, we are doing a bunny brunch uh, just to, we did one for Santa Claus and the kids and that went over extremely well. We sold out of all of our time slots. So now we're gonna do it with the Easter bunny we're going to have a full breakfast menu some unbelievable food we have the easter bunny he, going to be here and you're going to be, the kids will be able to come in take pictures with the easter bunny um we're looking at depending on how the weather is going to be that day after the kid after each section after the kids eat we may have an easter egg hunt outside um for the kids to go do that before they leave and we'll we'll have a hunt after every segment of our uh reservations just something because just to give it all about the kids you know um also we have a ton of let specials we're doing seafood specials uh this friday we're going to start doing all you can eat crawfish ball crawfish so we'll have that going on um you know i've got a new menus that's fixing to roll out so we have a lot of exciting things coming on um but like i said we always try to give back to the community during October, we had uh, during breast cancer awareness. I came up with a signature cocktail and we donated all of the proceeds for that particular cocktail to uh, the American Cancer Society. And I think we donated a little over a thousand dollars for that cause. Uh, of course, with my son, uh, cancer is a really, has a really huge spot in my heart uh, and hopefully we can find a cure for that at some point. You know, and I've also donated my time to go cook for a lot of events around the area, whether it be for golf tournaments or people trying to raise money for someone sick or you know to help with medical bills. I do that often,
0: and it, that's what it means to be a part of a community and it sounds to me that you know Cajun house is is kind of like house right you're you're you inviting people to your table like coming home and you're inviting families to your table so it's got to be creating just this this big family within the community and i love that so much
1: yes yes and it's just like i said it, it gives me goosebumps to talk about it because we we can help the community you know um as chefs i feel that god has given us a talent that i think it's our obligation to give back to the community and do work that helps other people you know because not everybody can do what we do
0: so if you so we're running out of time i could talk to you forever but I do want to ask you if you had the, you know, you are a chef and you have this magic superpower and you can go out there and use it for good. Is there something that if you're, you're just waiting for the call to use that magic superpower so you can go out and, and cook and fix things where what um, you want?
1: I would like to make sure that all the homeless veterans have a meal. That would that would be me. My my wife's a veteran, and so much of our veterans kind of get, you know, they come back and they get pushed to the side, um, you know. And so many of them in this area are just living on the streets, and that that hurts my heart. And I would just I would love to make sure that they were able to eat and not have to worry about where their next meal was coming from.
0: I, Chef Ryan, I can't thank you enough for having this really heartfelt discussion with me and also for being such a major influence in your community. For my listeners out there, can you tell them where you're located and when they can come see you? Because I have a feeling they're gonna want to now.
1: Uh, we're located right here in Laplace. So I'm 12 minutes from Kenner. Uh, We're located at 405 Beltair Boulevard, uh, coming from New Orleans areas, the second Laplace exit. That's exit 206. That's Beltair Boulevard. We are about a mile and a half from the interstate on Beltair on the right-hand side. Uh, Short drive from anywhere. We are open six days a week. We're closed on Sundays. Uh, And we're open from 11 in the morning till nine o'clock at night. We stay open till 10 on Fridays and Saturdays. So, you know, we're here. We have a ton of new specials and we cook everything from scratch. We don't, you know, there's no heat and serve here.
0: Love it. Thank you so much for joining me today. For my listeners out there, you've been listening to Dinner Party with Chef Amy since My guest today was Chef Ryan Cascio with Cajun House. I encourage you to go out there, try some good food, and be a part of that community. Thank you for listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. Until next time, ciao.